Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Fiction. Welcome to the season finale of season two of the book club show with Evan Thurhouse and Garrett. This season was called the Invisible Battle Report because we use this as an opportunity. Well, I use this as an opportunity to get Garrett here to listen to, I mean, to read the Invincible comic book, what I contend is the best superhero comic book of all time. What's going on, Garrett? What's up, man? Nothing, but uh, as we left off last month, let's get right to it. The rape. So, right. th- this is one of the most controversial and one of the the uh, biggest events of the comic book and for culture and I would say um, discourse on a very sensitive topic, although uh, we make light of it and we, we shouldn't. And it's taken very seriously in the book. Yes, yes it is. Absolutely. But this is one of the first times where we've encountered in the, in the public forum male rape, meaning a woman raping a man. So, uh, in the backstory, if I believe it, uh, was that the Viltrumites have a new mission to where they have to remain in secret and have to, uh, get as many humans pregnant because human, human blood bonds the best with the Viltrumite blood. And they're trying to build an army to stop the other coalition of Viltrumites. Is that correct? On the last Um, part? No, no, no. They're just trying to rebuild their population. Yes. At this point, they're still taking over, but they want to rebuild a population as powerful as as much as possible. And there's always been like this core group of maybe five Viltrumites who've always been around like basically like the fucking uh, hit squad. It it was like a chick, the black dude, the dude with the... uh, I think he was kind of the bald. one eye. Yeah, he had like the yeah. one eye. He had like the laser eye. Yes. He had conquest. Yep. So like there were about what four or five of them, and like we about, s- yeah, yep. We see other votes from Mike, but these are the ones who had like speaking roles and had kind of storylines. Like the black one had like a family, and like he becomes like a, a pretty l- loving father from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, from what I recall, but then the woman who was the most aggressive of the Viltrumites, she throughout the issues have had kind of gotten a crush on Mark and then she knows that Mark is with um Eve but she doesn't care and she's basically was very aggressive towards him and then like there was a uh something happens and, and I think Mark is kind of vulnerable at this time for, for some reason right yeah it's like Eve breaks up with him sort of yeah but like, he has a fight with Eve and I think are his powers back at this point his powers are back yep his powers have been back since like issue 100 so how does she overpower him then? Well, that's kind of how the story. That's that's what I don't like about this story because okay. I think it's like I think it's an interest like like you said I don't think we've ever seen anything. I know I've never seen anything like this. I've seen man raping in like the prison show Oz as a kid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking like a woman, a, a superhero. And a superhero, you know, yes. You know, you and know, the main like, character. Like, not like a side character. character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not even talking about a side character. It's not like his, his best friend got yeah. raped by a guy. You know what I mean? Like, nothing 
nothing like that. This is the main character in the show. Um, he mentions later on, like towards the end of the series, you know, when he finally tells Eve about this, because for a long time he doesn't tell anybody. And there was tension, Which, and, and that was actually really good, and I feel like it was realistic. When um, people are victims like that, they blame themselves, and like they're too ashamed to talk about it, and he goes through that. Yes, he, he absolutely goes through that, and he um, he feels guilty about it. He also, like, does, rarely touches Eve anymore, yes. he doesn't really have sex with her anymore, because he's like, eh, it's, you know, it's too soon, like that kind of stuff, but, he, but Eve doesn't know anything about this, so yes. I thought that was... Um, I thought that was a really interesting... Masterfully done. Cause it's, yeah, that, I thought they did that really well. Because that is what happens with actual victims of sexual assault. Yeah, even though he's the strongest superhero on the planet, he's got that same... He's still a human. He's still he's a human. human emotions. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really interesting take on that. But I didn't, like... I guess now, and now I shouldn't say... Now that I'm talking this out with you, I don't know if I should say I didn't like that part. Because he does mention later, he's like, well, I I let her do it. It's almost like I wanted her to do it. And it's like, well, I don't know how she overpowers him or anything, but he, but it does feel like, you know, he's the he's the victim here, and he's kind of blaming himself for it. And I don't know if that's actually true that he let her do that, or if he's just so ashamed of it. That's what he tells himself. See, dude, I feel like something else was going on. Like he was tired from a from a battle or something. I feel like there's something else went on that made him more. Well, I think he just got, I think he just got back from that abandoned when he got abandoned by robot. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but I feel like something else happened to where he was kind of vulnerable. And then she is the prototypical predator because after this happens, she, she kind of taunts him about it. Oh yeah. Yep. And then every time she comes around. His anxiety was just built. And like you said, it affected his his relationship with Eve. It affected him. He's quieter. He's depressed. So they depicted the storyline very it was very well done. And it showed and then cause this is where it's weird, because yeah, cause uh obviously for a man to be raped, he has to be erect, but there's mental and physical. So, so, so she could have done shit physically to him that made him get erect. But mentally, yeah. he didn't want to do it. And there's also, uh, there is a such thing as a rage boner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if you could stop that. Right. You know, I don't know if you could, I don't know. I don't know, I've never been in that position. Yeah. I don't know if you could actually stop that. Like... Oh, here's so here's what happened to to that led up to that. Okay. So he comes back, um, from Armstrong and, and Robot abandoning him on that other dimension, right? Mm-hmm. He makes his way back, comes back, but if you remember, Eve the whole time was yelling at him, "Do not go! Don't do this! We yep. don't need you to!" So he comes back, and Eve is like pissed because she's it's been a long time. You know, she's like really pregnant now mm-hmm. everything's showing and she's not wearing her ring anymore she's she's telling him like no we're we're not, i'm not doing this anymore it's not safe for the baby i'm not keeping the baby in this relationship you need to leave you can be a part of the baby's life but she's basically breaking up with him because he keeps not listening to her and, and chasing after people to get revenge and doing all that and then directly after that when he leaves the house after she tells him to get out 
that's when he gets attacked by her. So he's kind of in this, like, you know, he's crying and in this emotional state, and then she takes advantage of it. Because Mark does love to cry. He's very he in does tune. love to cry. He's crying all the time. Yeah, he's very in tune with his emotions. And, and, and more power to him. Uh, part of human. Yeah. He's part human, part bitch, obviously. Um, <laughs> so that happens, and then, so I guess we'll tackle that whole storyline, and then we'll tackle the other storylines. So not really in chronological order, but in chronological order of storyline. And that and that takes an interesting, Kirkman does a very interesting thing with the storyline. Because she rapes him, she violently rapes him, and then towards the end of the book, she actually becomes a better person. Yeah, and you you see that um, progression with all the Vulture actually. Yes. Once Nolan takes over, he kind of instills that into them. Like, no, we're, we aren't these people anymore. Like, if you're going to be raising babies with humans and everything, and you, and you see that same connection that the Vulture get that Nolan got with his wife. Yes. They actually, uh, many of them do fall in love and have families and have kids, and they're raising them, and that's their life now. Yeah. And ironically, she gets with like some, like some regular ass old black dude. Yep. And yep. then she ends up getting pregnant by Invisible from the rape. So she has a rape baby that is raised by her and this black dude. Yep. So then, um, as the final battle happens, so of course people know by now. Spoiler alert for this entire show. Uh. She gets murdered in that battle. Now, does Mark know that he has a kid with her before she dies? I believe so, yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, Mark's like, okay, uh, have a baby by me, baby, be on welfare. But then, when uh, she dies, he eventually takes... No, no, no. He leaves the kid to be raised by the black dude. And Which then, I thought was so stupid. He said, fuck that baby. I mean... That was so dumb. No, like, no, bro. That, that is a, a, a point that happens with victims of sexual assault. Like, this is actually going on in the news right I now. Guess if you take it, if you take it as, yeah, it is a victim of sexual assault. If you take it that way, yeah, you're right. You're right. I just thought... I don't know. You sound like them right now, Garrett. I know. I know. I hate myself for that. Even though you got raped, a beautiful child came for that rape. You should keep it. That's what No, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, oh, I did oh. forget that he got raped to have that child. <laughs> Although in, in the in the uh, various post credit scenes of the series, they had like twenty post credit scenes. Uh, he eventually kind of brings his son into the fold. Well, his son is actually so his son. He's like five at this point when Invincible like kind of tells him like, "Hey, I'm your dad. I'm going to leave you here though." Thanks. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, when he grows up, he actually is mad. He's angry that he was left behind and he wasn't a part of it and that he didn't, wasn't, his father wasn't around to train him and show him all these things. He's got these superpowers now because obviously he was two Vulturemites basically. Yeah. And he comes and fights Invincible. So mm -hmm. they have a big fight over that too. So again, one of those situations where Mark is like, tries to make a choice and get, shit gets fucked up again. And and not to get too political, but that is actually Kirkman talked about both sides of that argument. If you think about it, yeah. Because what if these uh the the victims of these sexual assaults, meaning like the like the mother and the child, they're both victims. But if they give this kid up, 
what if one day the kid tries to find this mother and then have all this animosity towards the mother, but sh- it wasn't something that she wanted to do. So yeah, so it, it, it's very complex and fucked up. But I yeah. think I personally think that that was handled well. Um, before people, although people don't comment on the show, but before anyone starts thinking this, I think that the character Nightwing was also raped. Ironically, I had the same color costume for a while. Nightwing? I think he was raped too. Yeah. But way way off like panel. Newer, oh, way off panel. Okay. Yeah. He like it like faded to black. Like help me. And oh, damn. Yeah. Kirkman just showed it. <laughs> he just, he just showed it because he's he's image comics can and can do what he wants. So then, uh, the next big storyline in in this last part of the series is robot takes over. Well, tries to take over the world. And it pretty much does. Pretty successfully. That's what I thought, yeah. Because um, Robot, from from the very beginning, has been out for himself. And he's kind of like, like dinosaurs, to where he, he wants peace, but by any means necessary. Yeah. And he, he feels that free will is kind of in opposition of a peace. Yeah, so you see, you see uh, Robot um, slits Cecil's throat, actually. Yep. That's a pretty wild scene on that one. After all, everything you see him do that, he actually um, throws Monster Girl out into space and tries to kill her as well. Yep. But that was personal. That was person. That was a personal one. Yeah. So basically, he takes over by he kills pretty much anybody who stands in his way. Doesn't matter who it is. I'm gonna kill you. If if you want to, you can stay on my side, and I won't kill you. Right. And then um, some of our heroes make that choice. Some of them do. Yeah, you see a lot of people um, stay on his side. And then as it progresses, you see that nobody ever does anything because it's, it's kind of fucked up because his way of doing it actually worked. It works. Like, there's no crime anymore. There's no supervillains taking over that Invincible needs to fight. Like, nothing's happening. Everybody is happy and... Uh, life is much better for people, and it's kind of fucked up when you think about it, because you're like, oh, that shouldn't be the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark makes a very Mark choice, because I, I think Mark comes back from being exiled, and then... Oh my god, man, we, I, I told you that nothing happens with Black Invincible, but he actually... He is actually on... He, he's Robot's right hand man, basically. With Robot. Yes. Like yep, yep. Right hand man, yep, 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 yep. I recall that now. Yep. And that makes sense because, like, like, he'll fall in line and, and also, like, he he's with the fuck shits. But Mark has a confrontation with Robot that, that, is, that is not physical, if I, if I recall correctly. And Robot gives him the choice. Okay, I'm going to kill you and your family. Or you can join me. Then Mark said, "How about I just leave the planet and and you can have this shit." Mom's yeah. in a like mom's on the moon with my pops. My brother's on a different planet. I just got Eve and did was she was she so uh, pregnant at this time? Eve was pregnant. Eve was pregnant. So this is actually what happens. Eve actually loses her leg in this fight. Yes. Um. And she, so she has one leg now, but she's in the hospital, and she actually—that's when she gives birth to the baby. Yes. But Mark does what he feels best for his family, so he, he leaves the planet and basically gives it the robot. Um, yep. He's like, then, "Fuck everybody!" And more, and then you see Immortal come and be like, "No, we have to stop him. Like, I can't believe yes. you're leaving. You need to stay." 
And Mark's like, uh, get fucked. I'm off this bitch. Yep. Yep. And then Mark, Mark is gone for a really long time. Yeah, because, really. because of a lot of things. Because then Mark goes on, on the planet. He, he meets up with, with his brother. And it's funny because his brother is half alien as well. Well, he, he's half a different, he's not half human. He's not human at all. He's, right. Yeah, he's not half human at all. He's Vultramite and whatever those weird bugs are. Yeah. So his 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 girlfriend is a weird bug lady. Yeah. Yeah. Super fucked up bug lady. <laughs> <laughs> super gross lady. Which is a funny scene, like when they first meet her. So we have like kind of like a a family sitcom for like probably ten or, or so issues. It's like it has like cutbacks to like robot taking over. Then it has like the main story is Mark on like some weird planet having like fucking hijinks and shit. Yep. This is where where I think it, the absolute worst part of Invincible happens. Chapter one seventeen. Okay. The the art the art changes and from then on it is trash. The yeah. art is absolutely trash. Yeah. I think. That's when Corey Walker takes over most of the fight scenes because I mean like most of the of the issue because he was tackling an issue here or there of the spaceship with Alan, but he mainly only drew the the alien characters and but now because they're in space he's drawing like the bulk of the sword and I think that Ali was drawing the the Earth scenes so basically they're like they flip and it's such a dramatic change man it is. It is. It's, um, it's so drastic. You're like, oh god. Yeah, I didn't then like it either. Back through it, I'm like, this is terrible. The only thing I like is when he gave uh, Nolan the the uh, the uh, fucking handlebar mustache. <laughs> god, he's so bad, man. I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, they have like these hijinks where like Invincible's taking a shit from the yeah the food they ate from yeah. the food they ate, and I'm like, god, this. This just isn't good anymore. Like, but it's just bad. If you get that he's doing a pastiche of family comedies because Invisible became a family man. And when that book was coming out, they advertised it as that. It said, now, Mark is going to be a dad. So, like, as, as this sort of progresses, a teen comedy, like, then it's like an action movie. Then it turns into like a... Because the, the whole thing is based on sitcoms and TV shows. Yeah. So, I did not enjoy it. So this way it gets like the... The family matters, full house type shit. But then something really crazy happens, and and at least until my worst storyline of the book, and then when it gets back around, uh, some crazy shit happens. But now, how does Invisible gets lost in a time stream? One of the dumbest. I I will never understand what happened with this. Just sidebar, really quick. Um, Battle Beast and the Vulture might have been battling for like yes! issues at that this point. That was so <laughs> fucking dope. That was so <laughs> like eight issues. That was like uh, this might go over your head, but I'm sure people in like audience might get it. Did you watch the um the X Men cartoon from the nineties? I, I like a episode here or there. Okay, now so I wouldn't have remembered because there I think in like season two, uh, every last two minutes of every episode of the season was Magneto and Xavier in, in like, the Savage Land. So every every episode was in with two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, and then it finally became, like, a whole episode at the end of the season. So that's what that reminds me of. I mean, it was, like, literally, like, eight issues long. At the end of it, you'd see them battle. It's yes. like they just wouldn't stop battling. That was, uh, that and, was But after that battle, that's when you see... Um, 
the the main bad Voltramite who kills Battle Beast. Finally kills Battle Beast. Yep. Figures out. Yep. Figures out how with the uh, species that Mark's brother uh, is from. Yes. But and let's not go planet. there yet. Let's not go there yet because that's okay. getting to like the the last big storyline. Yep. So let's not go there yet. But let's talk about the fuck shit. And then I want to talk about, and then we'll get into that. Cause I think like those are all the main beats of the last part of the Pretty series. Much. I mean, there's some other stories here and there, but I mean, those these are the main. Beats. Yeah, the main beats. So, how does Mark get stuck in the time stream? I, I and I wish I could explain this, but he basically goes. They're they're chasing after the main bad guy, right? Trying to find him after he fought with Battle Beast. They're trying okay. to track him down, trying to kill him. I recall that. Uh-huh. This is what Alan Alien, Alan the Alien. He wants him dead so they can just move on. That's what the coalition wants. They want to be done with it. He chases after him, chases him to his brother's home planet, basically, yep. where like the the weird bugs are. Chases after him into this cave. Yep. Falls down into this pit, this like never ending pit. Falls down to where he finds these weird tentacles. Yep. And yep. for some reason that that is never explained at all, these tentacles can talk. And tell him that he needs to go back in time and change the way everything is. And then they just send him back in time. It, it, it like, literally, I don't understand this storyline at all. Bro, but that is a trope. So that's him being funny. That's a trope that's happened in, like, a lot of fantasy things, a lot of comic books, and, like, a lot of old cartoons from, like, 80s and 90s. Like, you would just run somewhere, fall down a hole, and go to, like, Arch and World. That's, that that's has, happens a lot. It makes no sense. And that's and, never and explained. Like, that's the point. Tentacles? That's the point. It's never made sense. Like, shows do that when they run out of ideas. And this could have been him tra- doing a, a pastiche of that, or he, he actually did, did run out, out of ideas, but you, you never know, because this whole book, like, the subtext of it, the, uh, the, the, the meta-commentary of it is about comic books, the tropes of those, and TV shows, the tropes of those. So, like, it works, and even if this is him just getting lazy, it still works. It's not good, but... No, it's terrible. I, I see I what he's doing. It goes over my head, because... Yeah. I mean, the whole point of our show is that I don't, I've never read comic books, really. <laughs> right, so right, right. I'm and, coming into this kind of blind, and I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. Like, and, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And like, the, how could you take such a good... This is a borderline season eight Game of Thrones for me. Yes. And that that is a prime example of when these things happen. Now, again, if it, if if this done on purpose, it's clever. But we'll never know. And like, and how he wrote the series, how he framed it with his meta commentary, that's the perfect way to do it. Now, um, so that gets us to the worst storyline of the book to me, and that's called reboot. And that's why he called it reboot because every superhero comic book has a reboot or a popular show has a reboot to where they do everything from the beginning of the game but change it up. So that's just like his commentary on, on on like the Marvel movies, on uh all of the X Men cartoons, X Men Evolution, X Men, Papa Green, the X Men. That's the, this arc was his commentary on that on, on reboots. Because the early 2000s had a lot of reboots. We had fucking Deuce of Hazard. We had fucking the A-Team. All these properties from the 80s yeah. got rebooted. So this was a commentary on that, on that. And and that, it works, but it's terrible. I don't want to read the whole fucking book again. No, and that's basically what they did. Like, there's this whole... The, several issues after are him back on issue the very beginning. One. Talking okay. to his dad, saying, I know you're going to kill everybody. 
which was kind of interesting, I guess. But I was just like, when is this going to end? Yes. Like, this has gone on way too long. It felt like that was like eight issues, but it's probably only four. But it felt like it was yeah, a lot I don't of think issues. It was that long. But it still felt like it went on for way too long. You're like, what? Okay, we get it. He went back in time. He could have changed things. Could have been better in hindsight. But it's like, then these tentacles come. And they're like, oh, don't you want to save people? And he's like, no, this fucking sucks. He's like, I don't want my daughter to die. Yes. So it shows it shows him doing something good for for himself basically, but, but also for his daughter. So yes. then that gets to the one of the most gut wrenching parts of the whole series to me. And and like this comes from a man man like who doesn't have any kids as far as I know. Um, but he comes back and he, he thinks that he's been gone for maybe like a couple of months because like typically in the right. books they'll get hurt and like they're gone they're out of commission for months. But no, this motherfucker been gone for like five years. Yeah, so he comes back, and so this pissed, this actually made me angry. Did it? I wasn't even gut-wrenching for me. He comes back, and his daughter's like 10, and I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. But think about, but you as a father, you as a new father, think about if something happened, and then you come back, and your kids are five years older. That would fuck you up. It would, it would. I just don't think it lands because it's so random. Yeah. Like, it, in my opinion, it just didn't land like it could have. I mean, I'm just like, why do I even care? Because he just went back in time for no fucking reason. That's true, yeah. It was predicated on something that happened for no reason, because like, it, it had no consequences in the storyline be, besides that. And this yeah. is kind of like how in The Fresh Prince, baby Nicky was a baby, the next season he's 10. Yeah, yeah. A fucking Gohan from Dragon Ball Z went from a baby to like 12. This is like also a trope. That the child, like... The children in these age very quickly. Right. But to me, now the artwork on that issue when he comes back illustrated his, his anguish so perfectly. No. Oh, we're going to fight about this. You right. don't think so? Chapter 127. That scene? This is where the art gets even worse. It's that scene. This, this, this that scene, scene is okay. horrendous. I don't even wow. recognize these characters. Who is he drawing? <laughs> like, this is not anybody we've seen so far. <laughs> I like have no idea what's happening in this. It, it is the facial. It's so bad. It is so bad. The facial expression for no reason. I don't understand anything that's happened in these last couple of issues. And then this, this, this is really where. That chapter 127, that's where the artwork is like, this was horrendous to me. It was, it was a struggle to finish this. <laughs> uh, I do agree that the art, that, uh, Cory Walker's, Cory Walker's art did get worse around this time because he got even more soft lines and like more fucking rounded faces because Eve looks like a fucking, a fucking like, like, like those little angel porcelain doll things. Yeah, it doesn't make it like, these characters and, and, and are seriously unrecognizable. Big. Yeah, and their hair is like super big and shit. Unrecognizable. I, you couldn't, if you saw the beginning of Invincible to this one, you'd be like, <laughs> this is a, obviously a different book. Have, have, like, at this point, And then his Arthur, brother has this worst, the worst, like, pencil stash for no reason. That's on purpose, though. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> that was funny as fuck to me. But, um, Saying on like the artwork is almost like Archie art. Just, yes. <laughs> at yes. this point. Yes. Very, yes. Like Sunday Funnies art. It's like not even superhero it's exactly art. Exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like it should be in the Sunday paper. <laughs> just so high and Lois. 
Which, I mean, the art, which could make sense for Sunday papers, like Archie, that makes sense. They have that type of art. This book has no reason having this type of art. <laughs> but Cory Walker was like the co-creator. And once the book started popping, he wanted to come back. So Kirkman had it. I bet he did. He had two wives at that point. <laughs> like, seriously, like the blood scenes, I'm like, he scribbled some red on this. Yes. It's so bad. He cannot draw that blood scene like fucking Otley. Otley, well, those are some of the best scenes I've ever seen, so I'll yes. give him that. But it just sucks because you see, like, the um, the covers for these. Because they're all like, Chapter 120, and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, damn, this, this is going to be good. And maybe they're switching back, and then you get into it. God damn it. Bro. It's looking like shit again. I always hate that when, like, the cover artist is better <laughs> than, like, the interior artist. I yeah. hate that shit. But that's because that's a selling tactic because people typically buy books based off of the cover. But yeah. I, I hate that shit. Like, ha- ha- have an artist who's somewhat on the same caliber or the same art style. But yeah, that that happens quite a bit. Um. Okay. So, one last part about this, and then we kind of got to rush through a couple of things so we hit closer to our time. But uh, the 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 part that fucked me up as a as a man on that was when Eve, although she was it made sense because Eve thinks that he's dead, so she moves on. And gets yes. like an alien boyfriend, and that had me so fucking upset. I, I was so pissed. I was so mad. I'm like, this bitch. Is it, I, I mean, <laughs> it's been I 10 years. In, in her head, it's been five years. He's dead. Yeah. But I'm like, he does this shit all the time. Like, but, but never for that long. And I think she did say that she waited four years. <laughs> and then yeah. she said, okay, he. he He's really dead, and, and it's some a woman has the alien with like long hair and stuff. <laughs> like, Who like, was good so to her and like, <laughs> but he was a fuckboy, bro, because he was good to her. But the only thing he didn't like, I was a kid. And he was honest about it. Hey, but I love yeah. you, but that kid, that kid gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> that was so fucked up. He was he he was a real one for that. He told her from gut. He was like, He's like, nah, nah. I love we, you. We can do this, but do she got to go. She ain't even cool. <laughs> And then I like so many of these scenes that don't land for me because the art is just so horrendous. Yep, I agree. Especially those issues, like it was like the characters were only outlines with, with no details. It, like almost all the background is just pink, <laughs> and like some brown for mountains. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, and then like. Eventually, Invincible gets ripped in half, and then like, okay, whatever. I'm sure he'll die. Yeah. And then, like the blood and the guts in there, I'm like, I could have scribbled on a piece of paper with this, <laughs> and I can't draw for shit. <laughs> um. All right. So then we got uh, we got one small storyline to talk about, and then we'll get to the uh, the big storyline that gets back to what you said a moment ago. Well, this is one. Well, actually, one side part. I did like how he drew robots. Hippie guys who like he made he made for robot look like a hippie like with the sideburns kind of like his sideburns like would blend into his skin. Yeah, had like the long, super long hair and like yeah. the big beard and everything like that. <laughs> He's all greasy and shit looking. But yeah, speaking of robot, robot, he was all about his love for for a uh, for a fucking monster girl, and then mm-hmm. she, they're off on some planet for a long time to where they uh. Their aging gets to a level to where it stops, to where they both finally stop getting older and younger. But then they're, they're on this planet and they hide this. And this is where Robot really turns evil. They're on a a, a different planet for like a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. 
for a long ass time to where they I conquered. think it's even longer than that. Yeah, like a couple hundred years. Because he basically took over the planet. That took over the planet, whole just planet. Like he did with Earth. Yes. That was like his dry run. Yeah, that was like basically where he got the idea for all this. But in this time frame, him and Monster Girl kind of grow apart. But, but Monster Girl and her monster guys gets an alien woman pregnant. Yep. So she sure does. Not sure how the anatomy of that works she out. She is literally gender fluid. She's both. With, with her to a monster, she has a dick that, that can produce semen. She has Apparently, a dick yes. And balls that can produce semen. The semen that is powerful enough to get an alien being pregnant. Yep. So. Oh. <laughs> so. Monster Girl has a has a illegitimate child behind behind up a robot's back. So I'm not sure if if Mo- I guess Monster is girl is obviously a part of um the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't even think I think she was surprised when she found out about this. She was like, I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> but she fucked the lady. <laughs> did sure did. Now, have they ever said that when she's in that form, it's a different person? Not that I have ever heard. Yeah, it's just her, and like, for whatever reason. as a monster. Yeah, like, she wanted to fuck that woman. And got pregnant behind a uh, uh, robot's back, and he, he he never got over it. And that was pretty much the turn for him. Yep. And then that child is actually the key, I believe, to taking the robot down, right? Yep. Which is... What's the Shakespearean right there? Yeah, well, I mean that's like they had him all locked up. Like he's actually super powerful. Yep. And then, and then you... it's a slow burn finding out what his hard on with that alien is and why that alien hates robot. And then we find out why because that is Monster Girl's child. Yep. Calls Monster Girl father. <laughs> Which is weird, but yeah. So uh, that then... storyline, it didn't really. I actually kind of like the Robot Monster Girl storyline, except for Robot turning, and I'm just like, eh, it got old. You didn't see it coming, though? Like, his whole... I, I didn't... I I didn't really see it coming. I did. When it happened, I was like, God damn, that's pretty fucked up. Well, I think that that got spoiled for me, because, like, I was years behind in that book, and then I saw it, like, on Twitter, or some shit, like, ah, yeah, oh, I, okay. I, and I was like, ah, that makes sense. I can see it happening. Um... But then, like you said before, so getting back to the main storyline of the book, and and this storyline was I think was like twelve issues, wasn't it? It was a long storyline. But like it actually had numbers too, like part one of twelve. Oh, or some it shit. Did, no, it just showed chapters on this one, so it could have, but it didn't show me anything on there. Yeah, because in the it, compendium, it was called like the end of all things, parts one through fourteen or some shit. But it's it's, it's like the longest actual story arc of the entire series because like. He wanted to end it like a Star Wars like epic. So essentially, yeah. essentially, uh, like you were saying, like the the main uh, opposer of Nolan figures out that um, what's Mark's brother's name? Robbie. I'm trying to think about it too, Mark? and I can't think. Kenobi man. Yeah, Kenobi. We'll say Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, his race is. Just as powerful as the mixing with humans, or maybe even more powerful. Yep. Yep, he so, finds out, like, that. So he basically finds that out. He's like, oh, they're just as compatible. 
So then he goes to that planet and just basically fucks every single one. He has like a fucking baby farm. Like, he, he like runs, a full baby farm. Like yeah. a real deal baby farm. And that also happens over the course of a couple yeah. issues. But and, and then if you remember, um, that race ages. I mean, they they last like ninety days or something. Yes. Like that. Yes. So then, because they're vulture mites, they they will last longer than that, but they'll age very quickly. So he has like basically full grown a full grown army in a very short time. In a very short time, and that's actually very smart. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Kirby had that plan from the very beginning too. It was it, yeah. And it's like his end game, cause yeah, cause of that, that is brilliant. To get an army that powerful that quickly, cause a bet, cause he had been banished and like, she wanted to get his power back from Nolan, and this was the perfect way to do it. Yeah, that, that, that was a, that was, and again, I think this would have landed more if it was, uh, if it was drawn better. Um, but like the battle with all those people were like, they're basically just, cannon fodder and he's just ripping them to pieces as he just sends sends like a hundred of them to attack at once yep. on each person and knowing that like all of them are going to get ripped in half besides his Kylo Ren like his daughter like, yep that one badass daughter but I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that uh, Ryan 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 Alley did like those issues and there is a, it definitely changed back, but it's still not the same. Mm. It's not as bad as as what it was, but it's not the same. Probably because um, he was rushed, and like there's a lot of shit happening in those pages, and like he couldn't keep up. It's definitely drawn better, but it's not it's it's not the same. Also, also, this is a very important thing for people out there who 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 don't know like the workings of comic books. He had either he changed inkers or he had more than one inker. And that's a very important thing. Uh, Anchor can drastically change how the artist's work looks. Yeah. Because I think in the beginning, it was always uh, maybe that dude uh, Crabtree doing the inks, but I think towards the end, it was like Dexter Vines or maybe Mark Morales helping on inks. And that's where some of the art differences come from. Because I, I think what was happening was, because the book was ending... They want to get the book back kind of on time because uh, that book was not monthly like it should have been for years. It probably came out like maybe six issues a year. But they want to get it out on time so like they had as many inkers on it as possible to kind of expedite like that whole process. So I think that that's some of why the art looked, looked like a little bit different. But I will say this too. Ryan Otley after this ended, he, he moved on to Marvel and did Spider-Man and that Spider-Man work is not good. It's just not good, man. And now, like, he's drawing, like, the Hulk. And that Hulk is not good. It looks like Monster Girl with hair. (laughs) Yeah. I I just... It totally threw me off. and Actually, really ruined the book for me. Really? It really did, yeah. Hmm. Um, So then after, you know, all that, they obviously they win that fight. It actually kind of... It was an okay battle, the last battle, where they, like, fight on the sun. Yes. I'm like, it's okay, but I mean, it just, to me, it hid, it was just a way to hide all his flaws of his fucking artwork. <laughs> and then, like, uh, the one main general daughter, she turns good, I believe, right? Yep, and she takes all those, and convinces all those Vultramites, the new Vultramites, to work together with the old Vultramites. So yes. they basically have, like, this whole 
thing, and then they go and um, they basically take back the world from Robot. Yes, because she had a heart and felt and, and felt bad that like her brothers and sisters were dying when their dad didn't give a fuck. If I'm correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the dad was just like, "Well, send them out there to die," and like her brother, they were like the twins. Yes. Yep, and her brother was killed, and the uh, the guy didn't care at all. So that's when she started turning. Which was a good storyline. It's something that we've yeah. seen before, but the the execution was great. Yeah, it, it, that, it was the storyline was all right there. Yeah, uh, so, that storyline was okay. The taking over a robot, and then they basically they took over a robot, and then um they kept robot's brain. Yes. As like a consultant. Yes. Yep. Basically. Kind of like um. Like, that was kinda, that was all right, I guess. But that's how fucking Sisu did uh Sinclair, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the ending of the robot storyline. Um, and and then, the whole book, kind of. Kind of, except and for the post-credit scenes. One of the dumbest things I've seen in this book. So it just doesn't make any. It's just so. As you see, they grow older. You see his daughter getting older, but she's a Vulturemite, so she ages like Mark does. So, you know, she's going to be alive for a long time. You know, the son grows older, he comes and fights, and then wait, wait. Mark... But it's very important how these scenes were framed. So, like, as I said, the series ends, essentially, and then it has, like, 20 pages to where, like, they have, like, two pages each of a, a fucking vignettes of what I feel like Kirk and Water wrote in... In, in full length if he had a chance to. So, like, he, yeah. he did everything he wanted to do on the series in fucking post-credit scenes. Yeah. And it kept, like, fast-forwarding five years at a time. It was super rushed. It was super rushed. Yeah. They, they actually show Mark's daughter age. It, it was two pages. They show her age from, like, five to 20. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And they, you know, basically see her going through phases. And then we touched on this already with Mark's uh, rape baby. Come in and uh, fighting him, and then Mark basically apologizes for leaving him behind, and everything's fine there. But then, the very ending, one of the dumbest things I've seen in this, besides the tentacles, <laughs> um, Adam Eve is basically 90 years old. She's a human. She's dying. Yep. She's of old age. She's mm-hmm. in Mark's hands, and Mark is like, I love you, blah, 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 and but, then she dies. Wait, and wait. Then, but it's cool that Mark still loved her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean... I mean, she basically fucked another dude in the second he was gone, but that's fine. Um, so she's, he's holding shit, so bro. She's, she's 90, basically dies of old age. Then, for reasons, she comes back. And, and her, she's alive, and she's in her and, prime 20s her, her again. Her prime 20s again, yep. Super hot again. I'm like, okay. Yep. She <laughs> like, had a whole family just like the, 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 the father, son. I mean, like the, like the father, mom, and daughter are all like in their 20s. Yep, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, I guess my superpowers won't let me die. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was yeah, that Sweet. was kind of cheap. That what was definitely cool kind of cheap. Story. And like, why? Just... Why? Okay. I was gonna ask why a fucking Nolan is older, but Nolan has said, at least in the cartoon, he said like he's hundreds, of, he's hundreds of years old. Yeah. Could Mark is still only like really probably fifty? Well, like probably ninety ish at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense because eventually he would order like his dad, but like his dad is hundreds, of, hundreds of years old. So I, I guess I don't understand. Is Eve immortal? Is she just, apparently she's like literally every time she's died, she's come back. 
from her powers. And, and she's actually died quite a few times. Yeah. Or been like gravely injured and then like then like she's whole again. And it's such a cop out. Like every time yes. they died, she was just like, ah, pink powers. And then she was back. And everybody was fine. <laughs> Cause like I but said, the old before, age one, you're gonna get yeah. the old age one too? Like, oh my god. Where, and then, like you said, uh, last episode, but yet when she's pregnant, she can't use her powers because you like, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> That was dumb. That was uh because comics essentially. Uh, well, because yeah. reasons. For reasons, yeah. And I felt like that, like the last part of this compendium was everything was well because of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it just it was re- it was season eight of Game of Thrones for me. Not as bad because I would still highly highly recommend reading this. Where I'd be like, <clears throat> somebody asked me, should I watch Game of Thrones? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and see, um. My well, I don't have a disdain for this um series as a whole, and that's mainly because, as I as you can see on, on the newest episode of the YouTube channel, I think I showed it. But I read a lot of fucking comic books in my day, and in terms of having a cohesive storyline for 140 some issues, it never fucking happens. So because yeah. of that, I give it a lot more leeway, even though they didn't stick the landing as good as as they could have. It's still better than most. It's, be- it's still better than everything else. Which say. is why I would still say this is 100% worth reading. Like the whole the whole uh, series. Mm-hmm. Still the best comic book I've ever read, and it's not even close. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, spoiler alert, you're, you're never going to get as good as this. And I know, we started with like the top. <laughs> <laughs> In any book that I, I have you read next. Because uh, one... They won't be as long as this, because we can read Spawn, which is long like three hundred, but that's nowhere near as good as this. They had like hundreds of issues have been trashed. Like Spawn is Spawn has been three hundred issues, fifty have been good. Oh, <laughs> striking out, not great Spawn, which is too bad. I I really I really like that character. I wish they did better with that. Yeah, they've been talking about a reboot for like twelve years. For like twelve fucking years, like we'll see. Uh, that movie that. Todd McFarlane had a writing in that he said he'll only do it if he can be the, the uh, director, but he needs the studio's money. But they get him and his script, and, and he he's in charge, but he wants their money. Yeah. See, that's obviously not going to work. It's not going to work, Todd. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to work, Todd. But okay, um, so that pretty much tells us what we think about this as a whole. Both of them think it's great, but you really think that this last third dropped off in quality considerably. Oh, yeah. Very much. In both art and story. <laughs> and I want to... But I can't... I can't... I don't know. It's hard to trash that whole series based on 20 issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's like every, still... Everything we've done so far is 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. You know, every single time. Um, This last half of the book is literally, like, probably like a 3 out of 10 for me. <laughs> Damn, that bad? Yeah, dude, it was bad. Wait, 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 wait. Is it so bad because the the first part was so good? Because I don't think you would give it anything on this show. Seasons 1 and 2 are 3 out of 10. You're right. <laughs> I, it, it has to be... It, that that that's a good point. It could be because everything was so good that the disappointment was so real, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just hit way harder. 
And I'm like, oh man, this has been the greatest. I couldn't put this shit down. And then I'm like, oh man, this is a struggle. This is a struggle <laughs> to finish this. Yeah, uh, the, the only one that I, the one that I skimmed, like, I probably, I probably read like 10 pages of four, of four issues with like the, the fucking reboot art. And other oh, than that, so bad. on a lot of the space issues with Alan and Nolan, I kind of skimmed those too. Cause like, those issues had like, some fucking dude's face with like five big ass word balloons. Yeah, and this is just novels. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some small novels and some of those. I'm not reading all that. I like a lot of the space ones, except this this compendium space one where they like live on that other planet. It's just not good. Hijinks, hijinks and soup. Yeah, I was just like, this this is not good. Just not good. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any other way than bad. Yeah. Well, three out of ten for the compendium. And then, um, while we were talking, I, I did the math, and if you split the series into um equal parts, each each act has forty eight issues. So, uh, the compendium was a little over forty eight issues, wasn't it? Because it was it was one it was ninety seven to, to one forty four. So it might be forty eight. Ninety seven. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Well, forty seven. But- pretty damn close yeah so like you like two thirds of it well really like a little over two thirds yeah cause so but it, but it was like it wasn't the whole compendium that was three out of ten it was like that, issues one fourteen or 10, so one ten one fourteen to one forty four that I really didn't like it but there were some parts that I did like but for the most part it was bad so you essentially like yeah I would say I like three quarters of this entire series. Yeah. I know I was in love with three quarters of part of this series. <laughs> ten out of ten out of the three quarters. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, that does it for that. So that ends the season of the book club show with Evan Thurhouse and Garrett. Um. So next season, I feel like we're gonna go back to doing like a reboot again, back to basics with what we did in season one with books that aren't as long uh probably probably like just like one trade um I, i'm not sure what we're gonna read yet i might do something really bad to show you what it can be how, how bad it can be <laughs> <laughs> really put it in perspective <laughs> uh and but don't have to worry about us taking any time off more than likely uh we should be able to get back at you uh next month with uh going back to the book club but that means i might have to find like a new title or draw one, and I, I, I haven't drawn since I've drew this title. I think that's been like two years. So it's been a while. yeah, so not, not looking forward to drawing. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, anything else you want to say? Nope. All right. So we're out this bitch. We'll see you next month. All right. Yeah, like that.